Welcome back. Hour number two, the Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We are here in uh, La Crosse for Oktoberfest, which uh, they just, I don't know if it was a cannon or what they fired off, but something something blew over there. It might have been the tapping of the keg, for all I know, but uh, the tapping of the golden keg was supposed to play, take place at 11. So my assumption, that's what it was, but they got music starting to play now. And as you can see on the Bud Light live stream, fans continue to stream in, and it, this place is going to be packed. And about, uh, they say, by noon today, it'll be elbow to elbow. So uh, kind of like, you know, standing in line, waiting to go through the uh, detectors and get inside and see your favorite team up at Lambeau Field. Speaking of that, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larry, joining us on the hotline. Wayne, how you doing? Good, Bill. How are you? I am good. You, I would assume you've never been able to partake in Oktoberfest in lacrosse, have you? No, I have not. It sounds great. Yeah, it's uh, it's something to be seen. There, there's no doubt about it. They're pros out here, Wayne. <laughs> they, they, if yeah. there was ever a professional drinking team, lacrosse would win. I don't don't yeah. doubt that. <laughs> They're the Ohio hey. State of. Uh... <laughs> yes, yes, correct. You are right. Yeah. Hey, uh, let, let's start with uh, no Mac Jones, most likely. I know Bill Belichick is playing coy, but I can't for the life of me in any way, shape, or form see Mac Jones playing in this contest on Sunday. Can you? No, I don't really. I mean, he hasn't practiced all week. And, you know, this is typical Belichick. They're leaving everybody a little bit of suspense. But there's no – I'd be shocked if he went out there and played. Quite frankly, Bill, I hope he does because, number one, he's not playing well. And, number two, he, his mobility will be gone. He, he'll have no mobility. He'll be sitting back there. The, uh, the 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 Packers coming into this game, defensively speaking, I, I'm not going to say they have an easy day of it because anytime you take a team lightly, you end up getting burned. But uh, this is uh, the next few games, defensively speaking, I really look for the acceleration. I love what Devondre Campbell said about how Quay Walker is learning and he's he's really good. He's sideline to sideline and we're starting to feast, he said, and talking about the guys up front. The trenches have played extremely well, haven't they? Um, yeah, they played well up front. The linebackers got their tackling uh, issues taken care of last week, it looked like, and that led to better run defense. But um, I think the Patriots will come right after them on the ground. I think they'll be a ground-heavy uh, offense. They have two good running backs that, you know, uh, not quite as explosive as Jones and Dillon, but, um, you know, Stevenson and, and uh, Harris are very good running backs, and they're going to they're going to run the football. There's no no. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Green Bay's giving up almost five yards a carry on the ground. Uh, you look at the the offense and Aaron Rodgers, and you know, granted they don't have that prolific downfield passing. Does it bother you that the downfield passing capability right now, going deep, is not, has not been there? Yeah, no, they've they've really struggled in that regard, and, and understandably so, I suspect, because. The guys downfield they have um, are new. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has that ability. Certainly Christian Watson, who's missed most of it, uh, has that ability. And, um, you know, uh, obviously uh, they're losing Sammy Watkins doesn't help in that regard either because he has some downfield capabilities. So the downfield passing game, if you look at the numbers, pro football focus, look at any metric you want to look at, Green Bay is uh, not among the leaders in downfield passing. When Aaron Rodgers talked about adjustments and, and halftime, which we all know are a little bit overblown. It's more of a fan discussion than it is anything. But there's something to be said for the amount of points, 30 points they've scored in the first half, 10 points they've scored in the second half. And it seems like after the first 20 plays, it, it seems to be somewhat of a struggle for this offense. How difficult over the years and just what you've been through and talked to coaches about, how difficult it is 
to make an adjustment, to do something that was so good in the first 20 plays suddenly doesn't seem to work anymore. How easy or is it not easy to make adjustments? Well, it depends on who you're going against. If it's Tampa Bay and they shut you down, they, they basically take a look for three drives at what you're doing and then take it away. It's really hard um, to make an adjustment like that. But, um, you know, Tampa Bay's a unique defense. They're probably overall from top to bottom the best defense in the league. Um, but the thing about New England, um, they will scheme defense, and they have some good people up front. That's probably their secondary This at safety is the strength of this team. And they have the number one rated shutdown corner in the league by Pro Football Focus, uh, uh, Jonathan Jones. So they've got capability. Uh, it's not going to be an easy day for the Packers, I don't think. I, I'd be surprised if they win uh, easily uh, on Sunday. What does, uh, first of all, David Bakhtiari coming back and getting 35 snaps, I thought it was really a smart move to put him on a little bit of a pitch count and give him a breather in between. But now you got some decisions to make. If he continues to progress and looks really good, do you move Elton Jenkins back into guard, put Yash Nyman out at right tackle? I mean, I know Butkus was asked this. What is the likelihood that they do that? Because Matt LaFleur has always said we want to put our best five out there. Yeah, and if you're best five, uh, Yash is probably, Yash Nyman is probably in that best five. Um, he's a tackle, and he's not going to play left tackle, but uh, they move him over to the right side, and everyone says, well, he's not played right tackle. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup, because it's time to go if that's how they decide to play it. Uh, Elton Jenkins' best position is guard. Put him in at right guard and, and go with that group. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be either way. It's a nice problem to have. You'd leave Elton at right tackle as well uh, and just go that way with Yash being a swing tackle off the bench. So there are a number of things you can do, but they have versatility and they have uh, very good people. And I think within four weeks, this will be one of the top offensive lines in the game. I know you got to run here in a couple of minutes. One more question, and that is uh, the involvement of Robert Tanya. Tanya coming back from injury. He's starting to look like he's a little bit more himself. How much more do we see him kind of integrated into the offense? I think, you know, you, each week you've got to see a little bit more of that, and I think you will, and it's a matter of him. But he's going through the final hurdle. It's not physical, it's mental. Uh, when you come back from an injury like he's had, as he explained yesterday, uh, it's a mental hurdle, and that sometimes is harder to overcome than the physical hurdle. But he took a pretty good hit on that leg in uh, Tampa and popped up fine, no no pain. And so now it's a matter of can he uh, just focus on uh, not worrying about whether he could do what he once did, but going out and doing it. Wayne, always good, buddy. I'll see you up there on Sunday. All right, take care, Bill. Uh, don't uh... – have a pop or two for me, will you? Yeah, yeah. you know I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Wayne. Talk to you, buddy. There you go. Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes. Uh, it just popped up. Uh, Zach Cox, who we had on the air with us earlier this week from NESN, said the Patriots might not be able to make the final call on Mac Jones until shortly before kickoff. Uh, they say, quote, he could be a game-time decision. I don't believe he's going to play, but I think this is very much Bill Belichick being extremely coy. Uh, it, it appears the Boston Herald's Karen Gergen reported today that uh, inside sources say uh, he's making progress and he wants to play. They say it will be a, quote, game-time decision. He will undergo further treatment later this afternoon. And also on Saturday, 
Uh, backup Brian Hoyer still expected to get the start against the Packers after taking all of the first-team reps in practice this week. But the Patriots have not made that determination as of yet. Jones has been encouraged by the process and the progress that he has made, according to uh, this report. And head coach Bill Belichick, as we all know, won't say anything. He won't even tell you what color his dog is. But nevertheless, uh, it appears that Mac Jones is doing everything he can to try to come back to play in Green Bay this weekend. This is being reported by both Zach Cox, who is also taking the uh, Boston Herald's Karen Gergen uh, in her report from earlier this morning. So just an update there on Mac Jones. I, I still, again, I, I would be somewhat surprised if he plays. I mean, I'm not saying he won't, but I'm thinking 99.9% of me says there's no way in hell that he takes the field after seeing what agony he was in coming off the field. Uh, last Sunday. So if you heard the boom behind me, that was the uh, the first one when Wayne came on with us was the welcome. The second one, the boom, was the tapping of the golden keg, which, go is now take, <laughs> which is now taking place. And uh, officially, Oktoberfest is underway. The beer is flowing and the brats are being made. The, I, I will tell you this. And I am perched, I don't maybe I can go outside and take a selfie or something, but I'm perched up in what's called the chalet. So when you first walk into the Oktoberfest grounds out here, there's a chalet. I am upstairs, and there's a, there's a balcony behind me. You can see over my shoulder uh, the balcony. That's the, the live look on the Bud Light live stream of people coming into the entrance area. And uh, it's obviously packed, and people take off work. And this is quite the to-do out here. And then right behind me, that is uh, right there, that is the entertainment area that you have. But often the distance behind that brown building and that white peak, if you see it, is the main stage, the big stage. And that's where they just tap the keg. So the bands behind me, right directly behind me, are going to start playing here shortly. But my point being is is that uh, we, uh, we are here on the grounds. We're going to be here all day. We're going to be out mingling around, saying hello. And thanks to our friends at WKTY out here locally and Midwest Family Broadcasting for bringing the Bill Michael Show out here. And we uh, we are enjoying ourselves. It's it's a lot of fun. Really good time. So there you have it. Um, ben, any any anything else you need to update me on real quick? Or uh, you just kind of like watching like everybody else right now? Because the stream numbers have been huge. I'm watching. I'm concerned. I, I'm glad that <laughs> the show is going and is still on the rails. I did the chair you're sitting in does look like you look like a Middle Eastern prince. Something right? along those lines. Okay, let me let me do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get out of this thing. Okay. I almost flipped it over. It doesn't even do it justice. But this chair, look, I'm six six. Look at how tall that chair is. This chair is huge. It's it's literally like a red throne. Look at that. For those that are on the Bud Light live stream, you're you're getting this. For those that are listening, you're probably going, What the hell? Riveting but, radio. It's terrible radio. I admit that. But look at that. It's it's red felt, uh, red like a red velvet, and it's got the crown top on it, and it's it's a throne. It's it's like a big golden th- with red velvet throne. I feel like uh, I should be wearing pantaloons or something like that sitting in this thing. But it's awesome. It is. It's awesome. I've never sat. Uh, you know, the old adage is, "I'm going to sit on the throne." Well, now I'm actually sitting on a throne. It's kind of cool. Never done that before. I got to get this for the office. And it's comfortable. I'm liking it.
Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, we were talking earlier about Tua. Uh, This one's from Zach. Zach says, I have never seen anybody wobbled like he was in the Buffalo game that said it was my back. Everybody else grabs their back, grabs the back of their legs, grabs the back of their knees, or grabs their hips. Nobody has ever fallen to the ground and said, it's my back. We all know he was concussed. Shame on the NFL for even allowing this to happen. This has become an embarrassment. Again, who do you blame? Roger Goodell wasn't on the sideline. The NFL has protocols that have been put in place as as much as... And and I get the NFLPA has... I don't always agree with the stuff that the NFLPA wants to defend because there are times when they defend the most egregious actions. It's kind of like being a lawyer and you get handed a guy that everybody saw shoot somebody. Oh, oh. Speaking of. Fireworks are going off. How about that? Fireworks are happening. This is awesome. Yeah, see a little smoke in the air there. So, but the NFL PA has to, uh, you know, appeal to and protect everybody. But in this particular case, while sometimes I don't agree with them, I agree with them on this one. They go after the Miami Dolphins. And the NFL should be investigating the Miami Dolphins and their sideline as well because this, I believe, was egregious to allow him to not only continue to play in the game against the Buffalo Bills, but also to even think about coming back and playing uh, against Cincinnati last night, which now is, is it's as obvious as obvious gets. So it's, it's, it's extremely unfortunate that the health became secondary to winning the game. Uh, in this day and age for the NFL. We know it used to. We know that it was the old, hey, it hurts, go in, shoot them up, give them some pills, put them back out there on the field type of thing. Or waving your fingers in front of a guy's eyes and going, hey, you got your bell rung, rub some dirt on it, get back out there. We've come so far, and it seems like uh, throughout this process, it's reverted back. So It's getting to be a rowdy crowd. Can you hear that down there? Yes, I can. My finger is hovering over the dump button. I'm, a, I'm scared <laughs> it's going to be spoken. This is a high-stress day for someone like me. Plus, the Phillies yeah. are playing in about 45 minutes, so I'm enjoying oh, yeah. I'm enjoying my last hour of calm and happiness. This is a Friday, man. It, it, does, it feels like it's a Saturday to me. I don't know why. It just does. It feels like it's a like, a, like at any point in time, we're going to get kickoff of the Badger game. I'm going to go down and drink. going to go down and hang out for a little while, have myself a giant Barbarian pretzel that I have to stick my head through and eat my way out of. I just, I, you know, that's what it feels like feels like a Saturday. It doesn't even feel like a Friday to me. I don't know why. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Hopefully you're enjoying the madness that it. Oh, Rig says, that's not a throne. It's a pimp chair. I'm feeling good about that. I'm Snoop Doggin' it. For shizzle. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun, man. This is awesome. I'm having Get fun. Get off the show. Right? Yes. <laughs> For shizzle. More than Bill Michael show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Our friends over at Forgotten Fire Winery say, look, uh, wine is not normally the Oktoberfest, but they do have cider. They have ciders over there as well. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery.com in Peshtigo. And you can go up there and do a tasting. They have some wines, reds, whites, rosés, ciders. Oh, they got all kinds of good stuff over there. And uh, they, are, uh, they are encouraging you. Hey, just go enjoy it. doesn't matter. If you want to do it with your beer, do it with your beer. If you want to throw some ice in it, throw ice in it. If you'd like the ciders, do the ciders. They've won awards. The awards are great, but they're not snooty. They're not like, you know, hey, you got to drink our wine the right way we tell you to. No, go enjoy it, man. Go have fun. That's what they're all about. So look for them, whether it's in wine stores, liquor stores, grocery stores, whatever it happens to be. That is Forgotten. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is Forgotten Fire Winery. Dot com. Good stuff. Ben Kenny, uh, it is time to make some predictions for the weekend. Uh, we already talked about the Badgers. I think the Badgers, if I had to pick, or the uh, the Packers, if I had to pick the Packers to cover uh, at 9.5, it started out at 5.5. But if I had to pick the Packers to cover the 9.5, uh, it's hard because the offense has not been prolific. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to pick the Patriots to cover, believe it or not, even with Brian Hoyer. I think they just score a, you know, a touchdown or two or much like last week where they'll do, you know, I don't you know, 12 points, 15 points, whatever, something like that. Um, I think the Packers are maybe 22 to 24 points possibly, but I, I'm, I'm, you're giving me nine and a half for a Patriots team with a head coach that figures out ways to, one, keep it close, and two, defensively stymie you. So I'm, t- I'm taking the, the Patriots and the nine and a half points. Yeah, Matt Mitchell definitely made a good argument about Belichick, A, on the road after a loss against the spread, all that stuff. I think there's such thing as a comfortable win that also doesn't include a cover where they could do everything you need to see them do, yet the Patriots still sneak in the back door. I'm going to stick with it, though. I think it is comfortable. I think the Packers win by a lot. This kind of was the time last year we saw them really get going and hit the ground running after some runway games, if you will, before the plane really got into the air. So I think this is one of the first ones. I think it is 31-13 is the score I've given. 31-13? Okay, you got 31-13. I'm going to take a little bit less than that. I'm going to take 24-15. And, and make it the nine. I think the nine and a half will, will get them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Patriots to cover, but not by maybe that half point. So that's kind of the direction I'm going to go. Um, and then uh, you got the Badgers this weekend. And, you know, I don't know what to make of this Badgers team right now. I mean, after, you know, getting beat by uh, Washington State and then getting absolutely dump truck and boat raced by Ohio State. Um, it it doesn't give me a lot of faith. I don't have a lot of faith in Brett Bielema's team to do anything for that matter. But nevertheless, um, I'm the Badgers are going to win the game. It would not surprise me if they won by a boat boatload. But right now, what is it? Is it a seven point? Because I know it started out at nine, and now it's down to seven. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Yes, it is seven. Yeah. I'm going to take the Badgers to cover 
think the Badgers, um, 27, 27-14. Hmm. That's a lot of points. Badgers, yeah, 27-14, 24-14, something like that. But I'm going to take the Badgers to cover. I don't think the Badgers get over 30. Their offense just isn't prolific enough. But I think if they do get a lead, they begin to run the ball. They're not uh, a team that runs away with. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, you know, if this team has the capability at some point on some of these Big Ten teams, I know traditionally Paul Christ has not run the score up. I, I think at this point in time, you you to get to a level of respectability you want to be at, I think you got if, if you have the ability, you got to dump truck some of these teams. And I, I'd love to see them if they could. And you finally get that offense rolling. I would continue to do it and take additional chances and let Graham Mertz just see what the kids got. Just let him just go. Just just throw it out there. But you got to get a big lead to begin with. So, but I'm going to say if just because we have seen this offense be so stymied, I'm you know something like 24, 27, 10, 14, something like that. But I think the Badgers cover and win. So, I mean, similar to the Packers, this was after a slow start last year when we saw the Badgers really get going, especially Braylon Allen, 24 to nothing at Illinois, and then they kind of hit the ground going before getting hit at Minnesota and losing there. I think they win, but so last night on Kenny and Heilprin, we made our picks, and last week I went 0 for 5. I missed every game I picked. I missed the Badgers game. I don't think I've hit one Badger spread this year. So for that reason, I'm taking Illinois plus 7 to cover which means Wisconsin will win easily. The old reverse jinx <laughs> mush action for me. I think out of all the time, like this is when they need to turn it around. The defense, the linebacking core has to play better. It's a much better matchup for them. It's going to be hard to throw the ball, I think, on Illinois secondary. They're very strong in the back end. But Wisconsin should have the advantage, their O-line versus Illinois' front. And then hopefully Braylon Allen runs wild. The biggest thing I'm watching, though, is not the offense, honestly. I I feel okay about it. It's how does the defense tackle? Can the defense take what happened last week and throw it out and actually look like a very competent and dominant group? So if that unit can play well, I think they'll win. But then there is the variable of turnovers and penalties, which honestly both teams have had trouble with so far this season. They better win. I guess that's my official stance. They cannot lose this game. Yeah, no, I agree. They better win. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, they had better win this game. If they don't win this game, I, you know, I, if they don't win, it it doubly damages if they lose this game and lose to Brett Bielema. Not that Brett Bielema is holding anything over their head at this point because he's just a former coach and who cares, you know. Uh, had it been a year or two, like say when he goes to Arkansas and then all of a sudden Arkansas is scheduled to play Wisconsin like the next year or the year after, it would be a bigger deal. And a lot of the people that are even going to Wisconsin now that are attending the university, they weren't even there when Brett Bielema was the coach. You know what I mean? They don't have that vested interest. They don't have that memory that that's long. They didn't even know he was the head coach, let alone remember how it ended. I can speak for myself. I've always known who he was as a fan of the sport. But when I came to Madison, I didn't know the the passionate, not hate, but dislike there with how he left. Yeah, it's it's like, eh, you know, uh, for those of us that remember, okay, that's a big deal. But beyond that, nah, it's 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 not this huge efforting thing, so to speak. So. Eh, not overly concerned about it when it comes to that, but it would be for those that have a long memory, such as boosters, if they lose and lose to Bielema, I I think it's a big deal. I think it accelerates things as far as the 
the stiff eye that's overlooking the fence that is the possibility of a job for Paul Christ or the lack thereof. So uh, I, I think they need this one. I think they need to get themselves back on track. They need to get a good, solid win. Don't just hang on, but a good, solid win. So I'm, I'm taking the Badgers to get a good win in this one. So no doubt. Uh, we are scheduled to uh, get Mark Womet, and I think I'm pronouncing that cor- correctly, Mark Womet, and we'll find out when he gets here. But he is the Oktoberfest president, and he is scheduled to join us coming up here in just a few. Uh, also, uh, we got Matt LaFleur coming up, uh, who is just at the podium. You're going to hear from the head coach of the Packers on uh, the final day of practice, getting ready for uh, the New England Patriots. So all of that coming up. We'll have one, the other, all of it, who knows, and I told you I would tell you coming up. It's a little weird. It's a little vulgar. It is the front desk person when I checked in yesterday who, again, a chapter of my book will be dedicated to this of stuff, blank, not stuff, but S, that only happens to me. I really don't care. Yeah, it was just bizarre. It was bizarre. It's just one of those things, and... Maybe it's just because some people do attract weirdness. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I attract weirdness. So I get it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show live out here at Oktoberfest in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Look at the crowd. Look at the crowd down below. They're still just lying out. They're still coming. Still coming in. Big crowd here today. Stay tuned. we got more after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.